0: I got news for you, motherfucker. Serial killing is back. It's a thing, and we're never going back. We're never going back. Serial killing is officially hot again. We're, we're not going back to mass shootings. Mass shootings are boring. We got serial killers again. This is a good sign that America is back on track. We're getting our shit together again. No more of this lazy So I'm going to go fucking... I'm going to go fucking buy a gun and shoot up a fucking school, shoot up some little kid's face. No. No. Serial killers are back. They're doing all the work and God damn it, we need to thank them. As Americans, we need to thank them because they're giving us normalcy. Good old fashioned serial killing. All right? None of this bullshit. Bullshit. You know, mass shooting is a bunch of bullshit. Anybody can go get a gun in America. You go up, and let's say you get up on top of a building, and you just shoot people from the top of the building, and then, the, you know, you either kill yourself or the police come in and shoot you, if they're good police, something, you know, with that one out in Texas where they didn't go in and kill the guy, which they should have. Um, but anyway, you know, that's a bunch of bullshit. That is laziness. You go out, you know. You go, you go shoot up a school. Go shoot up some little kids. Shoot some little kid in the face, and you go shoot a teacher in the face. You know, you just you shoot a bunch of people and their dick and their balls and their asshole. That's just pure. It's just not. It's unimaginative. It's unimaginative. All right, you're lacking a depth of thought. You're lacking uh, a skill. You know, it's kind of like everything that we have nowadays is just boring. We got Walmart. We've got all these uh, restaurants, these corporate restaurants that come in. There's no mom and pop stuff with nice art on the walls. You know, there's no artistry done anymore. All the music sucks because it's like pop music, it's just mass produced shit. We need to go back to old fashioned craftsmanship in this country and where we start is serial killing motherfucking serial killing there is an artistry to it there is a skill set there is a fucking there's thought put into it because somebody take uh, for example this new serial killer let me pull up his info so I can tell you his name properly what is it Hewerman Rex Heerman, God bless Rex Heerman. He has saved this country. I thought we were going to hell but then this this fucking Gilgo Beach killer he put in the work. he put in the effort right? He didn't just go get a gun and and have a rampage and and just do it all in one big shot. He didn't blow his nut all at once. He's a tantric. He, you know, he holds off, uh, you know, he holds back, he holds off his, his nut. And he's, he decided, I'm going to be a serial killer. And I'm going to hide all my killing. And I'm going to put in effort. Anytime he sees somebody he wants to kill, he's got to put some fucking thought into it. There's got to be some imagination, some process. He's like, okay, this is the person I want to kill. I got to find out how to, you know, get in and get out and, you know, do it in a way where no one will catch me. And that's why we got to thank him. We got to thank him for having some thought and some insight into actually doing something original for once. Instead of just going, I'm going to buy a gun, just go shoot everybody up all at once. No, he's going through a slow process of picking his victims finding the best way to do it, the time, the hour, of the day, you know, scoping out the situation, make sure he can get in and out and get it done. This man is a true American, and and, and we should thank him. And We need to get back to serial killing. And I hope this serial killing is going to inspire people to make great art, to write great novels, to do great architecture, to make great movies. Because even the movies suck in this country. But this guy right here, Rex Heuerman, he's an inspiration. And maybe if we can get back to doing the work, stop being lazy assholes, people can't even go pick up our food anymore. they got to have it delivered to their fucking house. Instead of going and actually grocery shopping, they fucking do a pickup. All of this is tied. You don't see it. I know you... You people at home are like, oh, this isn't even, this has nothing to do with what you're talking about. Yes, it does. We're a country of uninspired, lazy people. And I don't care what kind of art you choose. I don't. I really don't. But choose art. Choose life. Choose inspiration. Choose putting a thought into what you're doing. And this man did. This man's a good old-fashioned serial killer. Rex Ehrman. Six foot four. Creeped his neighbors out so much that no one wanted to be around him. Uh, Just made misery everywhere he went. Was a fucking... And it's great. Like, I love it when we have a serial killer that's like like a, you know, an educated, like, smart, thorough serial killer. Like, there's going to be great movies made about this man. This is a great man. And... You know, apparently he was like an, not even architect. He was like an architect, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, well, anyway, he, a consultant. He was an architectural consultant. That's how smart this man was. He didn't even have to be an architect. He just kind of showed in like, well, oh, here we go. Here's all the problems. <laughs> and apparently he was really good with details, which I'm just sitting there like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I miss people. I miss people who pay attention to details. I miss people who don't pay attention to... or Excuse me. I miss people who pay attention to specifics, pay attention to the tiny details. And especially when it comes to architecture, that's especially appreciated when you have someone that could go, hey, you know... Uh, there's going to be definitely rainwater buildup here, so you're probably going to want to put some drainage here, you know, like shit like that that other people would miss, you know. And then like five years later, if you if you don't have that type of eye for eventual problems with a home and architecture, the home's eventually going to have issues, and that's why we need more Rex Heuermans in this country. I don't care that he's a serial killer. We need to release him back out into the wild so he can consult more on architecture. God damn it. And he can also consult with all these in and other people that are going out and doing... You know, a mass shooting is just uninspired. It's uninspired. It's unimaginative. It, it, it lacks any skill and preparation. It's just... It, at least if you're going to kill somebody, at least... Make it fun for all of us, so we can all participate. Okay, like when there's a like, okay, if you go and do a mass shooting, right? It's just it's like a real quick thing, you know. Like you go in, you shoot a bunch of people all at once, and then you kill yourself, or you get killed by the police, or another person that has a hopefully has a gun. Right? It's uninspired, and it's unparticipated. It's it's not it's not a communal thing that you're doing when you mass shoot. When you're a serial killer, everyone gets to participate. All right? Because it's one of those things, like when you're a mass shooter, it's like, oh, there's another mass shooting. And you just kind of frown and go about your day. But when there's a serial killer, you get a mystery. Everyone gets a mystery solve. Everyone gets to participate. So, one person goes missing, you go, oh, that strange, a person's missing. Another person goes missing. You go, oh, that's strange. And then, you know, once they build up, you're like, oh, we got a fucking serial killer on our hands. We got to solve this. And, you know, you can map it out. You can fucking... Everyone can participate in a serial killer thing. And, you know, we got to lock our doors. We got to make sure that we're being safe when we go out, especially for women. Uh, and that's what Rex Hurman did for us. He killed a bunch of people. And we all at least got to... It got our brains churning like, who's doing it? Where are they doing it? Who are the victims? Am I going to be a victim? Should I be extra safe? Should I be cautious? How are we going to find this guy? he He's actually a job creator. He's actually a fucking job creator. Because someone's going to have to find him. Someone had to work to find this guy. And not on, to, on top of that, he's creating news for... For journalists, he's creating crime. For cops, and he's creating news and content for people like me. So we should all thank Rex Heuerman, because people like me are going to sit here and like, okay, we've got a question mark, we got a mystery. Let's try to solve this crime. Let's try to do this. Let's try to do this. This man is a national hero. The what is it? Is the ginkgo? Uh, hello, Gilco, Gilgo Beach murderer, Rex Huerman He's a national hero. I think at Gilgo Beach they should erect a statue to this motherfucker because he he inspired me. Okay, he inspired. I'm not gonna go out killing people. Okay, I'm just saying I respect people who put in the work, and he definitely put in the work. This guy put in the work like no one else. And, I, you know, when I hear about people, uh, I forget uh, what the last mass shooter's name was, but they just, you know, it's like, uh, uh, it's like, oh, there's another mass shooting. Okay, there'll be another one in 10 minutes. But with a serial killer, you get to sit back and you get to get into the weeds and the details and, and really work it out and, you know, there's a little bit of excitement in there. There's a little bit of, you know, it's like the Summer of Sam. There's a little bit of excitement in there. There's a little bit of chaos. There's a little nervous energy. And it made, it made, it made life exciting, right? Back in the day, life was exciting because there was a little danger. When there's no danger, there's nothing to look forward to. There's nothing, you know, like, oh, I got through the day, you know. That's all I'm saying. So the lesson of the day the message of the day am just going to do it right from the front is be like Rex Heuerman take some initiative work for it don't go blow your load all at once you need you need to fucking go out do the work do the planning create art create headlines create news uh inspire someone be rex huerman all right that's all i'm saying that's that's all this rant is about is put in the work make the world a better place inspire someone inspire art no matter how you inspire it because sometimes horrible things inspire great art they inspire great conversations they inspire great news and journalism. They inspire great police work. And we can thank Rex Huerman for that. This is Biscuits Buttered with Victoria Vandenberg. I want to thank you uh for joining me this week. Uh it's it's been a horrible week. I'm cur- I don't know who the fuck's calling me. I don't know why I'm constantly getting there. it. It looks like the same phone numbers earlier. Okay, so they're off of there now. Sorry about the interruption, but uh, so I guess I'll get into my week. You know, I have people that keep calling me on this phone. They won't leave me a, a message. They, you know, they keep bugging me, and I'm like, "What do you people want?" Well, anyway, so back to what we were talking about. It's been uh, a horrible week. It's been a horrible week. Uh, it's been in the 90s all week. One day it got above 100. Uh, I'm currently sitting out in my truck right now. There's helicopters flying around. I parked in the back of this parking lot so I could actually record a podcast. Uh, My current thermometer is reading 92 degrees. This week has been a doozy. It's been shit. Uh, Did I I name the podcast? This is Biscuits Butter with Victoria Vandenberg. This is a podcast about anything and everything. Uh, We talk about my life, movies, the news, uh, just anything. And we try to make fun of anything going on in the news. Um, it's currently 92 degrees I'm sitting in a parking lot there's helicopters flying around I uh, don't want to give away my location but it has been a hell hole in Alabama the past week I literally couldn't see the mountains on what was it Tuesday or was it Monday I couldn't even see the mountains there was so much smoke in the air and everyone's like I don't know I don't notice it I don't know what you're talking about smoke in the air I don't see anything what smoke are you talking it's like you can't even see the fu- the fucking big green mountains here you can't even see them there's so much smoke on Tuesday and they are like oh, I think the air is fine and it's like well they're saying like there's like way over the amount of shit in the air that we're supposed to be breathing and I actually got sick that day all that um, smoke was in the air from the Canadian wildfires in Canada you fucking Canucks get it together Put some fucking water on it. Fucking y'all got water up there. Fucking put some water on it. Get a fire hydrant, you dumbasses. Well, anyway, which we'll get to the fires here in a minute, but I just want to go through my horrible week here in Alabama um, where there's literally, you can't even see the mountains because there's so much smoke and haze. It's like 90-something degrees. Then a fucking tornado came. A fucking tornado. I'm just sitting there picking up shit. And then all of a sudden, shit's like flying in the air. And I'm like, what the fuck? It was just like 100 degrees. And all of a sudden starts raining. And then shit, like trash cans and all kinds of shit's flying around. And I, I just got out of my fucking truck and ran into a parking deck because I didn't know what to do. I couldn't drive my truck into the parking deck, and I fucking twisted my ankle. It's been one of those weeks where it's like it's like just shit. I get into work, fucking all kinds of busy because, um, well, I don't want to get into the gist of it, but let's just say things have picked up at work. They're heating up at work because of uh, something else that's creating more work for us and I don't want to get into the details because I want this uh, podcast obviously to remain anonymous as always uh, I've spoke with, uh, I don't know what I, all I've updated y'all on so okay, change in my work, so fucking like two weeks ago Indiana tells me like hey we got positions available, I'm like great And, you know, I applied for several different places in Indiana. They call me back and they're like, hey, you know, you applied for Gary, too. We're already we're already uh, at your application on Gary, too. So we're considering you for Indianapolis and Gary. Which one do you want more? And I I just told him, I was like, look, I just need a full time fucking job. Just offer me something. Just offer me something. It doesn't need to be in review for two fucking years. You've got my info. info. Offer me something. Just, I want you to consider me for both. Just put an offer in my hand so I can accept it, goddammit. Once you give me an offer, I'm going to call, you know, they're they're considering me for Indianapolis and Gary right now. So, and yes, I would go to Gary. I know what y'all are thinking. Y'all are like, what the fuck? But, so they fucking called me and I I still haven't received an offer it was like a fucking week ago so Friday they're like well hey which one would you rather and I'm like well obviously I'd rather go to Indianapolis but it's just according to what you offer me and it's just according to how uh, appropriate I think your supervisor is because it's all going to be dependent on what that supervisor says if I call that supervisor and they're an asshole I ain't coming you know, if I, if I call your human resources and they're an asshole, I ain't coming. I'll just stick where the assholes I got, motherfuckers. So, okay. So, as of Friday, they're saying, hey, we got a bunch of positions available in Indianapolis and Gary. They're considering me for both, and I'm just sitting around waiting on an offer. I'm like, you've had it in review for three weeks. Why can't you just fucking offer me something? Send me a fucking letter and offer me something. I was like, Jesus Christ. So, anyway... I go in and uh, I've got an issue at my current work with just mismanagement and just stuff grinding to a halt. Everything at my work is controlled through Birmingham. So I'm like, oh I'm going to call Birmingham. So I call Birmingham and they're like, and I don't want to get into the details of this. Just know I'm a truck driver. And I, I'm a truck driver for a highfalutin government, top secret agency. Um, that's that's bullshit what I just said but anyway I call Birmingham and they're like oh yeah yeah we got your info right right here okay yeah you know we need blah 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 amount of people and there's no one in front of you and there's no other applications so we should have you in review right now for you to transfer I'm like yeah but why don't you I gotta have a meeting here around uh, 2 o'clock why don't you call me back after that meeting so I call this lady back after that meeting who are you who are you motherfucker who are you why, why are you calling me if your shit ain't in review bitch ass motherfucker it's like cause you told me to call you because I've called you several times to see when I can actually transfer to your city for cheaper cost of living shit i don't know nothing let me check on these motherfucking files right here motherfucker so she you know pretends that she's going to look in some file drawer gets back on the phone after like a minute or two and she's like man these these motherfucking files are missing and i'm like all that all this stuff is electronic you've received all this stuff electronically there's no goddamn file lady i you know i know how our system works you know, like, motherfucker, you don't know nothing. Shit, motherfucker, you, you dumb. You dumb, motherfucker. You glib, motherfucker. Damn, all these motherfucking white boys calling up in here messing with me. Shit. Go down to... I'm gonna go down to Fife's and eat me some fucking collard greens. I don't know. That sounded really racist now that I think about it. Uh, well, anyway, I'm dealing with some ghetto tude. is all I'm saying. I'm dealing with some... Yes, that's a word I created. Ghetto-tude. I'm dealing with some ghetto-ness... Just someone who... Uh, I don't even think is from Alabama. I actually think this lady's from, like, the north. Because for some reason they send... Because this actually is a government agency I work at. They send people from Illinois to run the south for some reason. And I'm like, we don't need these Illinois... These- the quality's not good from Illinois, okay? Don't send these motherfuckers down here. So, they still haven't even... Like I told them, I said, if you can just... If you can just start looking at my application... I'll turn down whatever Indiana offers, is what I'm basically telling them. I'm like, just, just pull it up so I can see that it's in review. And that way I can know to turn down Indiana. They won't even do that. So it's just a horrible work situation. I work for a horrible place. And it's one of those things where I, I, I can't leave because of the retirement. And, uh, that's what is keeping me here. Um, and that's what's going to keep me here for the next, I guess, 20 years or however long it takes to get me retired. Uh, I think, I think I qualify in what? Hold on. 19 years. I actually qualify for full retirement in 19 years. But if I did retire at that age, cause I would still be quite young, um, I would have to um, move to like Guatemala, but I'm open to that. I'd move to Guatemala a roll. So, um, but anyway, I just wanted to update y'all on everything going on. If I receive an offer, if I receive an offer this week, I might, I might go ahead and just record another whole other podcast this week or this weekend. But. I'm just waiting on a letter in the mail. This old antiquated system of these people that are just incompetent and shitty. And well, the people that I talk to in Indiana do seem way more on it and managed well. And I love to share all my frustrations with you about my shitty uh, place of employment. Um, what else we're going to talk about? Oh, yeah. The other place, you know, Indianapolis is actually a nice city. I've, lo- I've looked into it, it looks like they got a lot of stuff to do. The cost of living looks good. I'd be getting paid more there. So, uh, I'm definitely open to moving to Indianapolis. Now, Gary, Indiana. uh, This place is known as the worst city in America. It actually has the highest crime rate in America. Like, even higher than like major, like Memphis and Jackson and like, because there's only like, This place lost half, after the steel mills shut down, this place lost over half of its population. And now it's like half the houses and half the buildings are just empty. And there's like rampant crime and all kinds of shit. But here's the thing. I'm at the point now where I'm so frustrated with my district where I work and how mismanaged they are, that if Gary, Indiana offers me a job, and their manager seems okay and their supervisors and human resources and everything seem good there, if they seem okay, I'm going to end up moving to Gary, Indiana. Literally named the worst city in America. But I got to look on the positive side. I'll be able to get a cheap house there. I'll be able to live for cheap there. They do have beautiful beaches in Gary, Indiana, believe it or not. Uh, and I'm, I would be, it's a suburb of Chicago. So I'd be able to, uh, easily get into Chicago. I think it's like 30 minutes from downtown. Uh, so I'd be able to drive into Chicago and enjoy all the wonderful things like Chinatown, Boys Town, Wrigley Field, you know, the Riverwalk, Navy Pier, all the nice cool things in Chicago. So I'm actually like, well, maybe that's a good one. Cause I could have the taxes and cost of living of Indiana, while being able to go and enjoy Chicago. So, maybe Gary wouldn't be so bad. I'm just going to have to put like a military style barricade at my house to make sure that I'm safe. (laughs) Which I will do. Um, So, it's really kind of a crazy thing. So, who knows? Maybe I'll move to Gary, Indiana. What do y'all think? Uh, You know, uh, I hadn't checked the social medias lately at all. So, y'all are probably like... I was about to tell y'all, hit me up on social media. I hadn't checked in forever. All right. I do want to uh, thank everybody uh, listening overseas and listening in the States and uh, everybody who listens every week. I'm very thankful. I have uh, a couple of loyal listeners. I think I have about five loyal listeners. So uh, I do want to thank y'all for listening and there's one person who like does multiple listens and i'm like good for you you go i like you you're my best friend now uh because i do this every week and this is kind of like my therapy sesh it's kind of like my little therapy sesh all right so um last week uh i went and seen mission impossible uh the action scenes are good you know a lot of really cool action scenes a lot of really cool things to watch um, but i don't know it just tom cruise is very bland to me a lot of the people in the movie were very bland to me um, but watch it for the action scenes not really now there were some things i liked about the story like, the, uh, they just called it the Entity, and it was like AI that had its mind of its own, and it gained consciousness, and was doing all this weird stuff. And and there was some times in the movie, in the mission, new Mission Impossible movie, where it kind of seemed like it was... Um, kind of seemed like it was some of the language they was used was imitating what a lot of the people in the UFO community are talking about, you know, and, um, and a lot of the people in the AI community talks about. And, uh, I think it was, you know, very interesting, you know, there's very interesting stuff there. Uh, cause I-, I wish our movies would get a little more intellectual cause like with Tom Cruise, he's like, it's all about the action and it's all about me running. Cause you know, every movie he's got, he's like, I need at least like a hundred shots of me just running really fast. And uh, so I think they dumbed down some of the stuff that they needed to kind of. We need to get back to like being able to make like a big budget uh, movie that's kind of intellectual. And some of this stuff gets you thinking with the AI and everything, but you know it kind of got surface deep. We could have had like a real deep conversation, and maybe the part two of this Mission Impossible movie, because this was the part one. Maybe the second one will get into the nitty gritty, and maybe they will uh, actually. Um, get like more deep philosophical script, but uh, I would tell you, Mission Impossible, just watch it for the action because uh, that's about all it's got is good action scenes. Uh, so, yeah, Raul forced me on that one. I was bugging Raul all last week. I'm like, We're going to see the Barbie movie, and uh, he was like, No, we're not, we're not going to see that. I'm like, The fuck, we aren't, motherfucker. You are my esposa. You are my wife, which we're going to get into that later. Uh, And you're going to do what your husband says. It's biblical. It's fucking biblical. Well, it turns out the movie had not even came out. It's going to come out this weekend, not last weekend. But anyway, I got into this argument where, oh, I said, you have to sacrifice for your... For some reason, we've been calling ourselves husband and wife lately. I, I don't know why. I'm hoping he's not going to transition, but I don't know. He wants me to call him Esposa. So, I'm like, look, I know you don't want to see the Barbie movie. I don't know why you don't want to see the Barbie. I even told him, like, it reminded me of my mother. She was very difficult. You're being difficult about the Barbie movie. I know deep down you want to see the goddamn Barbie movie. Uh, But I think he prefers, like, action movies. But anyway, I tell him, like, you know this is a biblical relationship okay we're gonna go by christ's teaching we're gonna go by the bible and you're gonna make the lady of guadalupe cry you're gonna make jesus cry you're gonna make all this those weird catholic saints cry because you're not listening to your husband even though i'm not technically his husband yet but we've been calling each other that uh And you're my wife, and if you're wanting to be the bitch in the relationship, if you're wanting to be the woman of the relationship, you have to submit to my will. This is biblical, okay? And I'm, while I'm not a Christian, in my marriage, I'm going to abide by biblical principles. And when I get home off work, there better be fresh tacos made. The house better be clean. The beds better be made. I need to be served. I need Raúl needs to supplicate himself to me. He needs to serve me because I am the husband. I am the I am the uh, master of the home. Okay, that's the way marriage works. And even though it's a gay marriage, we're gonna we're gonna abide by these principles, uh, especially if he's uh, forcing me to call him esposa. Uh, which I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the most comfortable will calling him Esposa, because I'm like, I'm like, what are you trying to tell me here? Are you going to transition? Like, he's made a joke where he changed his name to a woman's name before, and he's done like certain things where I'm like, oh God, and down the road, am I going to have to worry about your transit? Even, and pardon, pardon this nastiness. Even is, like, obsessed with me coming in his ass. I'm like, honey, you don't got ovaries. It's not like we're going to have a butt baby. Why is it so important? But I don't know. I guess he's into that. I don't know. But, uh, sorry. I have to get into those nitty-gritty nasty details. Um, But, yeah, there's some issues there. There's There's some issues there. I love him to death. And even if he transitions, I guess I'm stuck. But this is a concern that, like... Only, only gay people have now. It's like you you meet someone you really like them you get along great you have a wonderful relationship and then one of them's like hey I'm transitioning and I was like fuck man fuck and the weird thing is I wouldn't leave him because I like him too much so if Raúl transitions to a woman does that now make me straight? I don't know. I don't know. I guess at that point I'll just say I'm like uh, I don't. Know. I don't. What are they? What's the term? There's so many terms I can't keep up with them. I know this is a confusing conversation. I apologize. Um, I honestly apologized. Um, so there's one thing I did want to talk about when I dropped Raul off for work. Uh, I want to talk about losers for a little bit. So Raul works at a, a chicken processing plant. Or that you basically they take in the chickens to slaughter and kill them all, and they hire a lot of like non-English speaking like Hispanics that fucking that fucking come up here just to work at this specific plant. So. I fucking, every time I'm dropping him off, because I drive him to work every day, every time I drop him off, there's always some asshole out in the parking lot, starting shit. Like, one day I get there, and there's, like, this black guy, and he's doing the invisible lat syndrome thing, where he's, like, he's got his arms out, trying to look like a badass leaning on his car, and he's giving us the go-to-hell look. He's giving us the fucking go-to-hell look, and I'm, you know, I'm in my car, and I just mouth at him, fuck you in your face fuck you. Like I I just do that, you know, like I mouth it with my mouth because I don't know. I'm like, does he got a problem with gay people or what? I don't give a fuck. I'm ready to fight this little troll because he looked like a little he's like a little five foot five troll, but he's kind of muscly and I'm like, I can take you. I'm pretty sure I can take you. I'm not much of a boxer, but uh, if I grab a hold of you, I'm going to get you down on the ground. I'm going to ground and I'm going to go. Victoria's going to go ground and pound on this one. So, and then I've had days where like people are like blocking the, the entryway to his work. And like, even after this dude's wife gets out of the car, he sits there for like five minutes in a very passive aggressive way. And, uh, I've just started beeping at him and telling him to move out of the way and he'll just sit there. And I'm like, I'm like, motherfucker, you do this every day. You're blocking the road. You're being all passive aggressive and getting on our nerves when I'm trying to drop, my man off and you know we've just every day we're dealing with someone shitty like giving us looks and you know whi- you know, you can see them whisper to their friend you know all that shit you know and I, I, I honestly every time this happens I want to get out of the car I want to bitch slap these people and I, I'm going to say look look here motherfucker you are a loser and yes you are a loser because you work at this chicken plant You were working a non-skilled job where it's just basic manual labor. You were born in the United States, especially if you're white. You were born in the United States. God damn it, somebody else calling me. You were born in the United States. You were born into a middle-class town you had every opportunity there was you, you went to a good high school because in this town we actually have a good good school system you have two community colleges you have tons of local universities and you're sitting here at a goddamn chicken plant now Raul didn't have any of that didn't have no schooling had to sell himself on the fucking streets of Guatemala and fucking was managed to save up enough money to fucking get a plane ticket to fucking Alabama to work in a fucking chicken plant. He took the initiative and got all the way here and went from not having any money at all and having to literally take loads in his face in Guatemala to now working in a chicken plant making $16 an hour. That's a huge step for him. But for you, as a person who, and this goes for anybody who was born here in the States. If you're working one of those jobs, you need to try to move up in the world. Get a skill. Do something. Why are you still at the chicken plant? You're at the chicken plant because all you're worried about is where's the next dime bag coming from? Where's the next fix coming from? Can I get some heroin off? Blah, blah, blah. Can I get some oxy? That's the reason you're still at the chicken plant is because of stupid decisions and not trying to better yourself you're a fucking loser if you're white if you're black even if you're Latino and you were born in the states you were born with a leg up but the best you could do was get to that fucking chicken plant let that let that Guatemalan have that chicken plant that's the best look they came from Guatemala that's the best they got here let them have that why the fuck are you there You should be out welding or driving a truck or doing electrical wiring or fucking networking or doing computer science or, you know, any of the fucking trades or being a plumber. Doing, Doing some of the trades, making good money. But no, you are too concerned with where the next pill is going to come from. And sitting in your fucking grandmother's basement playing Grand Theft Auto or whatever the fucking they play today. I'm a little outdated on that, I'm sorry. Um, So you just, you're just a fucking, we're over. This country's over. It's goddamn over. Because of people like that. And that's why I say you let in every immigrant you can. We're going to let in every goddamn immigrant we can into this country. Because they're the, they're the only ones with any initiative. They're the only ones. The white people ain't working no more. The black people ain't working no more. We gotta let in the Latinos. We gotta let in all the Indians. We gotta let in the Asians. Don't let in the Europeans. They're lazy too. fucking lazy pieces of shit. Don't let in the Can- Canadians either. They can't even stop a fucking forest fire. Which we will later get to. Let in all these Latinos. Let in all these South Americans. Let in the Asians. Which Asians, I guess, include India. Let them all in. Because they're the ones that are going to have to keep having babies, keep working, keep hustling, and keeping this country open, which these motherfuckers sitting outside of this chicken plant have failed us. If you were born in this country... You have no fucking excuse, and you're a lazy asshole. Even me, I can, I, 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 failed too. I didn't fail, you know, as harshly as they did. Yeah, I mean, if you're working, if you're working in a chicken plant, and you were born, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. You got to do better, people. But, you know, a step below that, you're working fast food. And that that's that, that's not good, people. But I'm going to tell you something. Even me, I haven't succeeded too well. I went and I got a college degree. And then I had to go back and get a trade. And uh best thing I could do is truck driver. But I'm making good money being a truck driver. And I've got a good job now. So I'm probably going to stick with it until I retire. Uh, my job's under contract. So even if AI takes over, they can't fire me. So that's one good thing. But truck... Get motivated, people. Try to do better. Try to do better. And by the way, the Canadians—we don't, we don't need them here. But by the way, get your fire under control. And uh, I got a guy, C- Canada, Canada. I got a guy. He lives down in Florida, and he knows how to put out your fucking fire. And I, and I, I trust him on this guy knows things have you ever tried raking the forest you stay you know, the Norwegians do it alright the Norwegians do it they rake their forests and that's what you need to do Canada you need to start raking the forests this guy down in Florida told me all about it remember this Trump Trump uh, and I think it was Norway I'm not sure it was one of those countries up there where Trump went over there and he's like, well, they don't have forest fires because they raked their forests. It's like, huh? The fuck are you talking about, Trump? I just thought that it was appropriate to bring that up. But this country is a hellscape right now because of the fires. And it's just um, it's just rough living here now. It's just, you know, I feel like there's no future. It's like uh, fucking can't even see the mountains for the smoke. And it, this is the hottest year ever recorded we're about to go into this huge well we're already in the heat wave but it's about to supposedly keep going and it just uh things aren't going well that's all i'm trying to say things aren't going well so um i feel like i should be digging a a hole and like building a bunker somewhere and that that's another reason for me to take the gary indiana job is it's much cooler up there and the summers are like here it's like 100 degrees In Gary, Indiana, it's like in the fucking 70s during the summer. So it would be nice, right? And I'd have a breeze. It'd just be hell in the winters. But anyway. Uh, So the other day, Rural texts me. And he's like, hey, um, do you have a picture of birch chili? And I'm like, "Uh, what the fuck do you need a picture of birch chili for? He's like, well, I'm talking to my friend here at work. (laughs) <laughs> and she would like to see him you know because she's looking for a gringo too and i'm like oh my god are you really are you really trying to like hook up bert's chili with a uh, another chick and he's like yeah she needs a man she doesn't have a man and i'm like okay i sent her, i sent Basically, he's like saying she needs a gringo too. Like, like I guess, I guess they collect us now. Like we're collect, we're we're a sign of uh, having a gringo boyfriend. I guess is a sign of prosperity. I don't know. That's the way it feels. So I sent to her. I sent to her a picture of uh, Bert's chili. And uh, you know, later I didn't ever hear anything back. And I was like, hey, did she like the picture of Bert's chili? <laughs> and Bert's a good-looking guy. He looks better than me. Or at least I think he does, and he's like, "No, she didn't like it." And I'm like, "What? She didn't like Bert's chili? Bert's chili was once still it. it. He's a handsome guy, but she she was like, "No, not not. That's not the gringo I want." I don't know. Bro thinks I'm handsome. I'm like. Does she think I'm ugly too? I'm, I'm kind of wanting to know now. Does she think I'm ugly? I'm like, S- send her a picture of me. See what she says about me. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. It was like Raul's going out like, hey, I got this other gringo that he doesn't even know. That he doesn't even know. I'm trying to hook him up. I'm like, God, y'all must be bored at work. Anyway. uh, What am I going to talk about? Oh, I might I might have to save some of this stuff for another week. Let's see here. You know, during the week I like just I'll just write down a random sentence like um, of because um, I wanted to get in on all the strikes that's going on, but I'm not going to have time today to get in on the all, all the strikes because there's one for the baristas in Louisville. There's one uh, for UPS, which. Um, Sean O'Malley, man. Sean O'Malley with the Teamsters. That's the type of union leader I like. I want to run that motherfucker for president. Um, But we're not going to be able to get into that today because actually I'm about to have to go somewhere. I might talk about one last thing before I go and then I will save the rest for next week. The police. The police. We'll shit on the police for a moment. Then we'll call it quits. So, in my town, we have, like, probably quadruple the amount of police that we need. There's a police on every goddamn corner. And our... The type of people that go into policing are losers. Okay? And I know I just called, you know, working class people losers earlier with the chicken plant. But that that's a different thing. Like, look, if you're If you're in your 40s and you're still working at the chicken plant and you were born here, you're a fucking loser and you need to get motivated, okay? And I want to say the same thing to the police. Because every time, and I will tell people, don't argue with police. Don't try to resist police. Don't try to fight them. Just go. Look, you're not dealing with an intelligent person. You're dealing with someone who picked in high school. Like our police chief of my town he was uh, a big football star in high school, kind of like Al Bundy, I guess. And um, and so he got a job as a – basically, like, if you're well-liked in the town, they just give you jobs. I mean, that's just – I've never gotten a job in the town because I'm not well-received. Um, so, and that's one of the reasons why I'm wanting to leave the town. I'm wanting to leave the town to get some peace and quiet and uh, live my life and live in a big city and actually have resources where I don't have to drive an hour – to go get some fucking tacos and watch a movie so anyway i know i go all over the place with this but our police chief was a football star in high school and he's literally retarded and i'm not joking about this he couldn't he was a very very good at you know people got their different skills like i talked about i think i talked about this last week people got their different skills some people are gifted athletically and sometimes they have like hand and eye coordination that's just really good for football Right, Really good for sports. So this was... This this man excelled at those things, right? But, you know, you asked him, like, he couldn't get into college because he scored so low on his ACT, like retarded level on his ACT. Now, I don't actually believe he's retarded. Obviously not. He's just... He's way behind educationally. And I I think that, you know, if he actually would have studied in high school, maybe he wouldn't have made like such a low score and uh, but anyway so this motherfucker gets a job on the police force right after his high school career and now he's the police chief and this motherfucker peaked in high school and it literally is he he, look, he looks like a fish like he's got a fish face and this is the type of people i think Even though he's the police chief, I still consider him just a fucking loser. Because he stayed in the town that he's in. And I consider myself a loser, by the way. I'm lumping myself in with these people. Don't think that I have any higher regard for myself. uh, Even though I sort of do. But I sort of don't. I I do hold myself in low regard. As I think everyone should. I think it's good for society to hold yourself in in low regard. Not think of yourself so highly. Well, anyway... But any time you get pulled over by police, just know that these people peaked in high school and they literally have a high school education, if they even got that. And you're not dealing with someone who's read the Constitution or the Federalist Papers or read Supreme Court decisions or had discussions about them or had any discussions about civil rights or or law in general. You're just You're just dealing with someone who, like, took the first job they ever got offered and stayed in it. So that's what you got to know you're dealing with when you deal with police. Right? And uh, so I always say when you engage with them, just know you're talking to a fucking retard. And do what they say. Be cooperative. uh, Because you can get your revenge later. Right? In the moment is not a good time to get your revenge. Like if they pull you over and are yelling at you and, uh, you know, doing things that, you know, aren't lawful and making unlawful requests and things like that. Cooperate. Do what they say. Uh, Because later, once you get out of the situation and you're released with whatever ticket they give you, or later you can get the lawyer and go back through every little thing they did and point out everything wrong they did and get your... um, get your revenge that's the time to do it just know that cops they picked in high school and they're not smart they're fucking retarded and you got to know what you're dealing with you know a lot of people they get pulled over and they're like well, i know my rights you know that's not the appropriate time to be quoting what you read and blah 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 article online right the smart thing to do is keep your mouth shut cooperate and then later get your revenge, right? You might get a settlement. Who knows uh, if you find something wrong. But that's just my advice on that. And uh, there's several things we wanted to get in today. And um, and I don't even know why I wrote that down to talk to. I might have had another idea that I've just completely lost out of my brain. But we did want to get into the Louisville, um, Louisville um, barista strike. And we did want to get into Joe Biden and uh, the UPS strike and Sean O'Malley, who's truly an American hero, Sean O'Malley, Teamsters. Um, You know, I'm in a union. My father was in a union. uh, I come from a union household. And literally the only reason I was raised in a middle class household is because of a goddamn union. Um... So I guess that's all I got today. I think I've already given a lot of good advice today, so I'm not going to try to give any more advice right now. So I love you all. I hope you have a good week. Uh, I'm looking forward to forcing Raul to go see Barbie. Going to have a good weekend. Might get a hotel and might uh, might tear into that ass. And hopefully next week, I swear to God, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to blow my fucking brains out if I don't get an answer on this goddamn transfer by next week. I need to know where I'm moving. I need to know where I'm starting my life so I can buy a goddamn house. So hopefully I will have uh, more on that. Maybe we can talk about all the UFO shit. There's a UFO here in next week. We can talk more about that shit. Uh, but just know that I'm not going to do a mass shooting. That's unoriginal. If I lose my shit over not not hearing about whether I'm moving or not by next week, I'm just going to become a serial killer. And that's my advice of the week. Inspire people. Inspire. Be imaginative. Be a job creator. Uh, Make sure that you create something, whether it's completely toxic and rotten or not. If it's a rotten apple that you're handing the world, at least you're handing the world something. And that's what I will leave you with this week. I love you all. God bless Rex Hewerman, the Gilgo Beach Killer. And may every American be inspired by him. And may we get future serial killers inspired by him. Thank you all. God bless you and have a good night. This is the greatest nation on earth.